great shows, great music. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. So I told Desperado Why don't you come to Hello, Deb, can you hear me? Because I can't hear you. You know, it's going to be one of those days. Now can you hear me? Now I can. It's nice <laughs> when you turn the mic on. I know. You know, it really is going to be one of those days. You have to love live radio. We had different bumper music. We yeah. had my mute button still on. I mean, you know, it's Monday. We are just going to rock and roll with it, especially because I have such a fun guest on today. So let me back up and introduce myself. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and and their businesses. And with me today is Dr. Lisa Richardson. Welcome, Lisa. Good morning. Great. Uh, it is so good to have you on. want to tell everybody a little bit about you because we're going to deviate slightly from what we normally talk about, which is all things social media. Lisa is an expert in WordPress website design. And the reason I wanted to have Lisa on is because I still hear people that tell me, ooh, I'm not going to have a website. I'm just going to have a Facebook business page. And, you know, or a Twitter account or something like that. And to me, we have to always, 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 always drive people from our social media sites back to a website. And so that's why I wanted Lisa on because WordPress is an absolutely fabulous tool. So many people think of it as just for blogging, but it is far more than that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's actually the site that I have my entire website built on. And I believe the most recent stats say something along the lines of one in every four websites in the world are built on WordPress. So Lisa is truly a doctor. She has a PhD, but she is a web strategist and a web designer specializing in small, high-touch businesses and consultants. The WordPress therapist, Dr. Lisa's handbook for new business users, users, it is going to be one of those days, isn't it? The, the WordPress therapist, Dr. Lisa's handbook for new business users is based on her plan first bling later philosophy she offers strategy advice design resources and q a via her website youcanflow.com so welcome lisa thank you deb i'm so glad to be here with you this morning spreading that wordpress love 
you know, and it really is something that I think so many people need assistance on, um, especially if they're kind of like me and they start doing their own WordPress website because there are so many themes that you can buy. You know, you can go about all of this. But then frequently sometimes people need an extra step. So first, let's let's back up. Why should people even consider using WordPress to design their website? Well, WordPress is a system that is very user-friendly. Sometimes people say, it's oh, it's so hard, but what's really happening most of the time is that they haven't learned the steps yet. It's just like a recipe. You weren't born knowing how to bake a chicken. So mm-hmm. it's, you've got to learn the steps. And then, after all, you're empowered to be able to use your site yourself. My clients are very happy with WordPress, and I absolutely recommend it for the do-it-yourselfer. You know, and it gets a little confusing because there are two types of WordPress sites. There's WordPress.com and WordPress.org. So talk us through what the differences are. Okay, so a WordPress.com site is a hosted site, and you'll you'll start out with an address like myfantasticwebsite.wordpress.com, and that means that your site is hosted by WordPress, and they do offer other other plans and paid plans that allow you to have your own domain and really build your own website. But I tend to recommend a self-hosted installation, which means that you're going to go to WordPress.org and download the software and install it on your own hosting account through one of the basic hosting providers. So, And usually when you go with a hosting provider, they have WordPress ready to install for you already. It's a one right. click. You don't have to go to the back end. You don't have to do any coding. And one click, five minutes, you're done. Right. You know, and, and there is obviously an additional little charge, but this is minimal, folks. You know, my, I just, I actually just received an invoice yesterday for annual hosting of my WordPress site through the, the vendor that I use, and it's a hundred dollars. For a year. So, you know, long gone are the days when it was extremely expensive to have websites. And all you have to do is just check and make sure that the provider that you're using hosts WordPress sites. And the big ones do. You know, it's it's pretty much a given anymore that they do. Right. So you can really just get what you need and start rocking and rolling within an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's free themes and there's themes that you buy. So tell us what a theme is and why somebody would even want to think about using one. Okay, a theme is what you would consider a site template. It's a play, it's a way to, to bling out your site. It's the clothing that your site wears with WordPress being your beautiful bones and structure. So, A theme, a free theme, you can find just about anywhere. If you Google free themes, you'll get millions of results. The difference between a free theme and a paid theme most of the time is the flexibility and the ability for you to customize that that site to your own personal brand. Mm -hmm. A lot of times a free theme, you can get a freemium theme, which is a term that's applied to a free theme that has premium options, a freemium theme is often a good first step if you don't know what you're looking for first. I don't recommend paying for a theme until you know what you're looking for. And even among paid themes, there are lots and lots of options. I recommend a few specific theme theme marketplaces 
so that people have kind of a really structured way to go about finding what they want. Mm-hmm. Theme Forest is one that I recommend. Right. And, you know, it is fairly easy, or fairly common, I should say, that there are, as you mentioned, you know, millions of themes. So I always tell people, do your homework. You know, make sure that you have a theme that is well supported, you know, that they are updating, that, you know, and, and you can read user reviews and all sorts of things like that because, you know, you might find a theme that's really cool, but it might have been, you know, the little 12 year old kid who designed it for his, his <laughs> class project and he never looks at it again. So you want to make sure right. that you're using a theme that, that is updated. Yes, absolutely. You definitely want to check the theme stats. Either on, in the WordPress repository where you'll, you'll download it from inside your WordPress installation or when you buy it from a, from a theme marketplace. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a great social vetting process and you never want to be the first person to use a theme or the first person to make a review. Right. You know, and, and themes, as you mentioned, they're kind of the clothing. So mm-hmm. it makes it very nice, um, because it's it, long gone are the days where you had to know detailed HTML programming. Um, you know, I, I know just enough of that to be dangerous. You know, I know <laughs> how to make something bold and how to, you know, do those things, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not something that people need to know anymore. It's basically typing, right? Yes. You can point and click. You, and if you really wanted to, you could change the theme on your website every hour. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it, but you could. You absolutely could. Certainly, you can change it seasonally to, you know, promote a particular special in your business. All of those things are made possible by the WordPress structure and the theme being able to be changed very, very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what I like about it is it really is very simple. Um, you know, I started using a theme to do my entire website several years ago. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the nice thing for me is I can go in every hour if I wanted to, and, you know, every minute virtually probably, really? and, and make mm-hmm. changes. It's easy to make changes. It's easy to add blog posts. It's easy to add a page. I added a page the other day for a LinkedIn training that I'm giving. Once that training is done, I can take that page back off. You know, it, it really is pretty simple to be able to do this. But for people who are still thinking, oh, holy cow, you know, that, that sounds complicated. What do you tell them? You know, what resources are out there? Okay, so the very first thing you want to do is get the basic steps. Mm-hmm. For example, in the WordPress Therapist, I offer what to do before you start your website, which Perfect. is a series of questions mm-hmm. that help you define your business and what exactly that you want to get out of being online. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the next step is setting up your theme. And then after that, setting up your plugins to apply the functionality. You always want to make sure that you have the proper basic security for your site mm-hmm. and know that you're going to, your site is never done. It's always right. going to be a work in progress. And these mm-hmm. things I, I outline very clearly in the book as well as offering, you know, individual training. And there's lots and lots of learning resources as well. The WordPress codex, which is WordPress's basic documentation for, for the system is very, very comprehensive, although sometimes it's geared more towards developers than the actual end user. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you can find a lot of free free assistance. I offer free tips on my on my web show, Web Strategy Wednesdays. I also do ask me questions. I mm. love questions. Mm-hmm. Tweet me, Facebook me, so on. 
I'm universally available for questions. Great. You know, and it, it can be intimidating. And I think that's where people tend to, you know, shy away from it. Or they'll pick a, you know, pretty basic site design mm-hmm. and set everything up and then they never look at it again. What's bad about never making any changes to a website, just in general? Well, to start with, you want your your clients and customers to see the latest information about you. You certainly don't want them to come to you and think that you, you're out of business because you haven't made an update in, in several months. Mm-hmm. Also, from a security perspective, you want to make sure that you're actively updating the system and the information on your site because hackers look for the path of least resistance. That means that if you're using a, a WordPress version from two versions ago, hackers are looking just for that so they can sneak in and wreak havoc on your site and sometimes go all the way through your site into the hosting provider and compromise other sites. And you don't want that on your conscience, certainly. You right. certainly don't want that headache. A, hack, a neglected site is a hack site. Remember that. <laughs> well, and you mentioned updating things. You know, I was uh, looking at a website last week, and on the home page, it was still talking about doing your holiday shopping with them. And, you know, clearly they were talking about Christmas holidays, not Fourth of July holiday. And my, my initial thought was, are they still in business? Just exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think it is one of those things too where, you know, we do need to, you know, we, we keep talking about WordPress as being kind of the clothes. You do want to change your clothes. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and, <laughs> and, and it really does show that your business is vibrant, that it's active. Um, you know, I recommend to people that, you know, once a year, you know, maybe not more than that, but once a year, do an overhaul of your site. You know, maybe it's that you change some colors. Maybe it's that you change things up. And and the nice thing is uh, with WordPress, it's pretty easy to do that. Exactly. I mean, in six months, the, their website will be current. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> but... It's kind of like those clocks that have stopped. Twice a day, they'll be right. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it, it's really simple to do. Now, sometimes an update to one thing like your like one plugin may break something else mm-hmm. and that can cause you to panic. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is take it back and undo the update. Right. Now, in most cases, updates are going to be just fine. If you want to wait a little bit, you have about a week, um, a week or two maybe at, at the max before you actually perform an update that's notifi- that you get a notification for in your back end. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to not do it right away because sometimes there's going to be another update right behind it mm-hmm. because invariably somebody will find out, oh, it bro- it's broken. It's not completely fixed. And so then it'll uh, be updated again. But for the most part you, at- part, you absolutely want to make sure that you're updating your systems within the site. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that you've been talking about are plugins. Explain mm-hmm. what plugins are and how people get them and, and then what they do with them. Okay, so a plugin is a small application, a small bit of code that you don't write yourself that adds functionality to your website. So you can add a plugin for giving, delivering your social media information. You can mm-hmm. add a plugin for adding your Facebook friends or your, your Facebook fans to your website. These plugins allow you to boost WordPress to get really, really high quality 
professional functionality for your site. And many, many excellent plugins are free. So you can really have a slick, sophisticated site that works best for your unique business by choosing the right plugins to use. Mm -hmm. Now, my caveat there is that you don't need every single plugin. You don't. This goes back to my planning. What do you want your website to do? What do you want your clients to be able to do when they come to your website? That's how you choose your plugins. Right. And now one of the things that I, you know, because I really did just uh, within a month totally redo my website. And mm-hmm. so I changed some of the plugins. And I I wanted to make sure that I deactivated the plugins I wasn't using. Is that Was that a good practice? Yes, definitely. If you know that it's something that you're not using, deactivate it. Deactivate it. You can keep it if you think you may use it again. Mm-hmm. But if you're pretty sure you're not going to use it, go ahead and delete it. Because again, it's taking up space in your in your database. And if you're not going to use it, you certainly don't need it. Okay. You don't want to leave any open doors or potentially mm-hmm. open doors for you know malicious content. Ooh, I should probably go in then and make sure that I've deleted some of those because, you know, I, I was trying out some and, and so I would install the widget and I love that they call them widgets because, mm-hmm. you know, long ago a widget was a totally different type of thing that we were talking about. <laughs> right. But, you know, uh, so you, ins- you know, I, I would install the widget and they go, ah, I really didn't like what that one did. And so I just deactivated it. So you're saying I need to go back in and actually delete those widgets. Yes, absolutely. If you know that it's not going to fit in with what you want, go ahead and delete it. You can always install it later if you find out later that you want it or it's been improved so that you can use it better. True. Cool, cool. Now, I had come to you with a question when I was redoing my website because I had a certain theme Mm -hmm. and I wanted to switch themes. And your question to me was, what had I used for my SEO plugin? Explain, right. and, and I hadn't used one, so we'll, we'll explain that a little bit further down, but explain why somebody should use an SEO plugin, what it's going to do, and what the benefits are for having something like that. Okay, so SEO, or a search engine optimization plugin, prompts you to add additional information to your posts and pages so that you can rank more, rank higher in the Google organic search. Mm-hmm. And a hard, a hardcore SEO professional will probably tell you that you don't need an SEO plugin if your content is awesome. I say, why, why shoot a good gift horse in the mouth? Mm-hmm. Because you need every, every little bit of boost helps. And so okay. these plugins ask you what, what keywords are you using in your, in your post? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to get ranked for? Now, this is not the same as stuffing your page with random keywords <laughs> and no actual content. Please don't do that. <laughs> right, which is, is what people really did used to do, especially exactly. when you did HTML programming and it asked for keywords and you'd put you know a thousand words in there just hoping exactly. that then Google would, would find you. And now Google does find you and hide you from everyone else. <laughs> right. So the way, the best way to get SEO juice, as I call it, is to have exceptional content on your site. That means that you are, the information that you want to be found for, the search terms that you want to be found for, are naturally occurring in what you write Mm -hmm. and in your pages and in your content. Yes, you want to kind of boost it a little bit and make sure that you are actually using the exact terms that you want to be searched for. 
And these plugins help you to do that because they help you to align the information in your post, the keywords that you submit, and the description that you provide that's going to show up in the various search engines as a description of that page or that mm -hmm. post and align them all with your goals. Right. And, you know, it, 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 it used to be that people cheated. You know, they also would put still their competitor's <laughs> name in there. You know, and, and does Google figure those things out and then penalize you for it? Um, they can. Google's algorithms are very, very good. So mm -hmm. anything that you consider to, that you would consider to be unethical. And as you type it, you know what constitutes ethical versus unethical. Mm -hmm. It, those things will come up in Google depending on what happens because keep in mind that the search terms that you enter, if you're found for those terms, people are going to click on your page. Mm -hmm. So when people click on your page and realize that what you have, what you're advertising is not what they get, they're going to leave without doing anything. And that's a bounce. Ah, a high so bounce that's where Google goes, uh oh. Right. A high bounce rate tells Google, that what they're advertising is not what they're giving us. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to, you're going to slowly but surely fall down in the rankings. And, you know, you know, after page three, no one's looking anymore. Right. So you really want to make sure that you're being very, very authentic about what you're telling Google is in your website. Well, and one of the things that we talked about was, you know, updating your site. Does Google still really like sites that are changing fairly often? So they see it as being a more vibrant site. Yes. The best possible thing you can do for your Google rankings that doesn't require any money whatsoever is to keep a very active blog. Mm -hmm. Now, that could be, depending on your industry, that could be several times a week. Mm -hmm. Or that could be once a week or just twice a month. Mm -hmm. That really depends on your industry and how much writing you you can do <laughs> at any right. given time. So a regularly updated site, Google says, okay, there's a lot of consistent information there, and that keeps you available, especially when people are coming in and visiting your site for the various posts. Mm -hmm. So you want to use something, for example, at the end of a post, like a related post plugin that keeps people on your site and clicking onto the next piece of information. Ah. Because when, when people stay on your website, continuing to click, Google says, ah, there's a lot of good information here. Mm -hmm. So we're going to push them up in the search. And right. case in point, I did, I did a campaign for one, for a computer center a little while ago mm -hmm. that was focused just on the Excel 2010 exam. Mm-hmm. It was a short campaign. We didn't spend a lot of money. I think the maximum was $200 for the budget. And still, that, that information, that one blog post, ranks very, very highly on the site mm -hmm. and allows people to discover new content. Mm -hmm. and, that is, and that is Google Gold, as they say. Right. That's what you want for your website. Well, and I try to blog, you know, every couple of weeks mm -hmm. and, and I have the, the initial part of my blog. So the first couple of, of sentences or so on the home page and then it goes, you know, you can do the click through to, to the other page. Is that a good tip to do? It's helpful to have a few blog posts, uh, your recent posts on the front page, mm -hmm. but that really depends on, on the type of site you have. 
okay. and what information is available. When people are searching for information, for example, any page of your site can be the landing page. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you you have a consistent way for people to click through your site. So they're not always going to come through your front page. It's mm-hmm. helpful, but it's not more helpful, for example, than just having your blog and updating the blog regularly itself. Okay. Well, and, you know, I, I want to step back for a second because I had <laughs> mentioned that I didn't have an SEO uh, plug-in to my page, and mm-hmm. I had very good SEO. You know, when I look at the stats, and we'll talk in a, mm-hmm. in a minute about stats, so I had, you know, it was it was very good, but I didn't have that plug-in. And so what you told me was that when, if I had switched themes, I would have lost all of that good Google juice and that, that SEO that I already had, right? Right. At the time you were using, you were using the SEO functions available within your theme, which is very helpful. And there is, there is a major debate between theme developers and plugin authors who say our way is the best. Mm -hmm. So a theme, a plug, a theme author who uses SEO is going to say, no, it should be in your theme. And a Mm -hmm. plugin author is going to say, well, no, it should be in the plugin. Mm -hmm. I tend to be on the plug-in side of the fence because mm-hmm. whenever you change your theme, you don't want to lose all of that great right. information that mm-hmm. you've accom- that you've accumulated. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, your your pl- your blog post and your content will still be the same, mm-hmm. but that information is no longer constantly being fed. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if you use a plug-in for your SEO, that information is available and and pumped out no matter what theme you're using. Right. So what it meant was I couldn't change themes. Um, and the bad part is I'd already paid for the new theme before I was doing <laughs> that. But, you know, that comes back to themes are very inexpensive. I think I paid $60. Um, yes. and, and I turned around and, and sold it to somebody else. And so that was okay. But, mm-hmm. um, or transferred it to somebody else. You know, we, we did it the way we were supposed to. Right. Um, but it was, you know, it, I really was excited about using a new theme. And because I hadn't installed that one little key piece of free plug-in, I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. You know, and the nice thing was that I talked to Lisa before I messed up my site, um, because that would have been, you know, bad to, that I, that I had done that. And, and so that's, you know, I think that leads me back into something where, you know, I, I want to touch on just for a couple minutes before the bottom of the hour. Mm-hmm. It is good to get the advice of experts, you know, because like I said, I would have totally messed up my, my own site. So when should people look to an expert for help? Well, when it's always good to get your, your questions answered, certainly mm-hmm. when you're it's probably time to get a professional designer, let's say when you're at a point where your business is, is growing and you want to go beyond your own skill level in terms of design and functionality. Mm-hmm. Or if you let's say you're going to be recognized in, in some form. And you, you're about to get a lot of traffic and you look at your site and maybe you're not very happy with what mm-hmm. you see. You'd want to get a designer, get a designer in so that they can apply speed to the process because there's nothing wrong with doing your site yourself. Mm-hmm. For most people, you sometimes when you're starting out, you have more time than you have money and that's absolutely fine. In those events where you don't have a lot of time and you really, really need it done in a specific time frame, mm-hmm. it's time to hire, hire a professional who can 
either offer you a quick turnaround. Keep in mind that if you need a website tomorrow, there's going to be a high uh, rush price attached to that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're really going to be looking for a, a professional designer or developer at the next level when you're ready to move up in your business. Mm-hmm. Well, and my philosophy is kind of if it's going to take me more than an hour, I should mm-hmm. hire it done because my time is valuable. You know, exactly. now the, the hitch is I like tinkering in WordPress. You know, I just mm-hmm. I enjoy it. To me, it's kind of a fun little thing. And so I'll get caught up in, ooh, I want to do this. Ooh, I want to, ooh, what's this do? And then pretty soon I've, I've lost valuable time where mm-hmm. I really should have gone to somebody and said, okay, how do I do this? Well, yes. It's sometimes you don't need a, you know, you don't need someone to take over. You just need someone to kind of look it over for you and say, okay, fix this one thing and show you how. Right. Um, I, I offer that, for example, in a, just our, our one-on-one consultations. So you can just buy an hour of my time, and I sit there and I look over your shoulder, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. You know, and, and uh, it was funny when I was working with my designer, who wasn't Lisa. Yeah, oh, sorry, Lisa. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but when I worked with my marketing person, his comment was, sometimes when we do it ourselves, it's okay. Mm-hmm. When we have someone else do it, it's phenomenal. And to me, that really was the difference was, you know, my site was okay. People thought it was okay. They would say, oh, it's an okay site. But then when I had someone else design it and and kind of look at it with that unbiased third-party eye, I think that was really where it it stepped up. Yes. The thing to remember, and and I I go through this a lot sometimes, especially if if I'm working with a client who a family member did their site. Mm-hmm. I kind of I make them go get a release form that says it's okay <laughs> for me to work on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it is fun to kind of tinker around with it. But again, we come back to the time constraint and the idea that having, having someone else look at your entire, look at the big picture mm-hmm. takes you, takes you out of the equation mm-hmm. and reminds you that your site is not for you. Mm-hmm. Your site's for your clients. Right. Well, and, and you actually said something, I believe this is in one of your blog posts, that your website is your 24-7 employee, and mm-hmm. we kind of forget about that. Yes, 24-7, there's someone likely coming to your site from another time zone, from another place, but if, if they can't call you, mm-hmm. your website is the one that's gonna, is the, going to greet them and say, right. this is what we're about. And remember that perception is reality. Mm-hmm. And so you want to come across in the voice that you have in your mind for your clients, for your brand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes someone else to manage that look and feel for you. Great. Well, we are already at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to go ahead and, and take our break. And when we come back, let's talk about stats and why people really need to be looking at them, what they should look for, you know, why it's even important to care where people came from, how long they stayed on your website, all those various things. All right. Great. We'll be right back. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. 
milehighradio.com. Just what the doctor ordered. Real life isn't like TV. Bad guys don't read scripts. When a crisis occurs, only solid training will be enough to potentially save your life and the life of your family. At Duty to Act, owned and operated by Navy SEAL Jimmy Graham, our focus is to make sure you have all the training you need to be the first and last line of defense against unwanted intruders. Duty to Act is a professional defense company that offers the best training in the world to prepare individuals to protect themselves and their families members against real-world threats of today. The Close Quarters Defense System is the world's best and most proven real-world defense system. Its foundation has been taught to our nation's most elite operators for the past two decades. Other classes we offer are active shooter response, home defense, women's defense, and more. Now, it's your turn. To find out more or to sign up for classes, find us online at dutytoact.com. That's dutytoact.com. Or call 720-644-7552. Remember, the life you save may be your own. Hey, Mile High listeners, this is Tara Lee, the Denver Nutritionista. I want to tell you about Ignite Max. It's an all-natural product that helps manage appetite, increases metabolism so you can burn more calories, and it's clinically proven to help reduce body fat. It's literally the only fat burner I've ever taken that gives me sustained energy throughout the day with no crash. Literally, no crash. It helps keep my energy up for my long days and helps get my butt to the gym for my workouts. Ignite Max burns up to 278 calories per dose. That's almost 8,000 calories in one month. Y'all know me. I'm all about natural, but Ignite Max only contains green tea extract. It contains natural ingredients found in seaweed, raspberry ketones, black pepper extract, and ginseng extract. It's all natural. I won't put anything in my body that isn't, so you know that this is a really great product. Just take two tablets per day, one with breakfast and one with lunch. And for an even greater effect, take one right before your workout. Whew, you're going to have one heck of a workout. Take it for 90 days. Give it a shot. Really let your body get used to it and adjust it and see the, and feel the difference in your energy. 90 days to make a difference in your life. To order Ignite Max, call 888-700-DIET or go to gogetthin.com. That's 888-700-DIET or gogetthin.com to order Ignite Max today. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we're back. Thank you for being my friend. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we cannot use social media to promote ourselves and our businesses without having the foundation of a website. So to talk about this more, we are with Dr. Lisa Richardson. Lisa, welcome back. Thank you. I'm having a great time. You know, it's it, this is so much fun. Um, and before we get any further, tell people how they connect with you. Well, if you want to check out my work and come and visit me up on my website, I'm at youcanflow.com. If you want to tweet me, I'm at Dr. Lisa WP, and you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash youcanflow. Great. You know, and, and one of the things that Lisa has kind of alluded to several times is she has a lot of free information. So, you know, make sure that you go to You Can Flow to, to see all of that. But of course, Lisa also charges for her services, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> so what services do you provide for people? I provide web strategy consulting and custom web design using WordPress. 
I also do a little bit of graphic design. I help speakers and authors market themselves with, pro with proper materials. And I also design presentation decks for small business to pitch themselves, just like going to the Shark Tank. Great. Cool, cool. Well, you know, at the start of the hour, we were talking about the fact that WordPress is, um, and, and a theme is kind of like dressing up, you know, and having all of those things. Now, I know Lisa out in the real world, and this is why she is such a great web designer, because this woman is glamorous, and she knows <laughs> bling, and she is going to make your website look absolutely fabulous. Thank you, Deb. Great, great. So, you know, let's jump back in with talking about WordPress and the various features and, and things that you can do. To me, the stats are very important, but I'll ask somebody, you know, so, so what are the stats for your page? And I get either a, ooh, I don't know look, or a deer in headlights look, or they don't have any clue what we're talking about. So what are stats, and why do people even care about them? Well, your stats are also called your analytics, and these are the numbers that identify who came to your website, what they did, how long they stayed, and this information is essential to measuring the effectiveness of your site mm -hmm. because we don't just want people to come to our websites and hang out. We also want them to do something. Right. Usually that's buy something, mm -hmm. or that could be convert to joining your mailing list. Mm -hmm. But do you want them to do something or accomplish some task when they come to your website? Mm -hmm. And the only way to measure whether or not that's happening is by knowing your numbers. So where does one find their numbers? Okay. The best way to do this, and there are a lot, there are lots of products out there, mm -hmm. but you know, I love free and yes, I love free. the Google. Mm -hmm. Google offers the analytics, pla poof, analytics <laughs> platform, mm -hmm. yes, it is Monday, um, <laughs> and gives you all of this wonderful information about your website for free, mm -hmm. and it's comparable to any other program. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens a lot of the times is sometimes people go in and they look at the analytics dashboard, mm -hmm. they get overwhelmed, and then they run away. Don't do that. Right. It's it's easy to simplify. There's lots of help out there. I mm -hmm. also help with with deciphering your analytics. But basically, you can just look at that front page and pick out the the most important information. Mm -hmm. How much time are people spending on your website? What pages are they going to? Mm -hmm. How long are they staying on those pages? And are they doing the tasks that you ask that you need them to do, whether it's purchasing or signing up for your email list? Mm -hmm. That information is right on, right there in Google Analytics, and you can also break it down further by using several plugins inside WordPress that give you that information at a glance. And you don't, you you should go to your dashboard, but if you're kind of timid about that, you can see it just nice and clear within your WordPress dashboard. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, here's here's a good reason why people should do this. You know, say you sell a product, mm -hmm. so they go to your home page. And, you know, and, and then you have a product page. If you're looking at your analytics and they never go to your product page from your home page, that's a big uh-oh. You know, you, exactly. you don't have a good call to action. You don't have, you know, all of those various things in there. So that's why you really want to look at those analytics to see, did people do what you wanted them to do? Exactly. 
Now, what might happen if you have a lot of traffic on your website, but they never get to your product page, mm-hmm. then you can troubleshoot your site to see what's keeping them from getting there. Mm-hmm. Are you inserting too many hoops? Are you giving them too many options? Right. You want to focus your page on getting your each page on getting your site visitor to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. And looking at your Google Analytics or any analytics will allow you to do that. And you want them to do it in as few as steps as possible. You know, yes. I hate it when I go to a website and the first thing is this big flash movie pops up and I have to watch their movie, <laughs> you know. That that always annoys me. And mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, I don't care. I don't want to watch that. And and flash, you know, is kind of one of those things that has gone by the wayside. You know, we definitely don't see it a lot on sites anymore. But, mm-hmm. you know, say you have to do a movie. Well, then you go to the home page. Well, then before you can get to the products page, you have to sign up for their e-newsletter. And before you, do, you know, and, and, you know, if it takes me more than one or two clicks, I'm done. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those, ooh, those pop-ups. <laughs> pop-ups are a very effective conversion for, for email lists. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, even though we hate them, still fill them out mm-hmm. without ever knowing what they're going to get. Right. I, on the other hand, if you give me an email pop-up before I even get to your website, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like you yet. Right. Yeah, I don't so know why if I am want I going to give stuff. you my information? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I've changed my site. I used to have a pop-up you know, where mm-hmm. it, it came in and you can set it. So if people been there before, you know, it didn't, didn't appear for them again and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. I decided it was kind of that annoying thing. And so people can go to my website and sign up for my email and they can get then a, a, a document on how to optimize your LinkedIn profile. But that's on the sidebar. That's kind of where if they like me, then they mm-hmm. can take that next step. Well, you do want to, you do want to kind of encourage them. Mm-hmm. Um, to not stumble on it, but but for example, the way that I implement the the give me your information, please mm-hmm. request is on my website. If you look at the the lower right corner, mm-hmm. you'll find something that says "say hi," I see and I that. give it about about thirty seconds or so to really look around, mm-hmm. and then I I say, "Hey, do you want to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Please give me some information, and then we can talk." Right. Mm-hmm. And so. You want to, you still want to encourage an action mm-hmm. and that helps your analytics. Right. But you don't want to be oppressive with it. So mm-hmm. you got to find a happy balance between asking the, physically asking them to do something mm-hmm. and also allowing them to get to know you and see if they really want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and so what Lisa's talking about is on her site, you know, it says say hi. And so then when I clicked on it, it says free strategy session. Got 15 minutes? I'd like to chat with you. In your complimentary session, I can answer your questions and make some suggestions for moving your business forward. And then she asks, what's your online business goal? And then there's a button to set your appointment or let me call you to discuss. So it makes it very easy for somebody to say, okay, you know, I read what Lisa has on her page. I like it. Now I'll give her my information. Yes. You know, and one of the other things that always annoys me about pop-ups is mm-hmm. when they pop up on my phone. And oh. because they <laughs> don't have their site set for mobile, and we'll talk about that, mm-hmm. I can't close that pop-up because it won't, uh, you know, I can't do anything with it. So then I really am gone. 
Oh, yes, that that can be a real pain, especially now you have to keep in mind that a lot of the people that come to your site may not be as savvy as you and I. Mm -hmm. So when people come to a site and they don't know how to get to what they want, Mm -hmm. they're gone. That's a a potential sale Mm -hmm. because they came to your site in the first place. So you want to remove the barriers to conversion. And that means assume the least common denominator for your site visitor. Mm -hmm. Make sure your information is clear. Make sure that you're not putting up roadblocks to just getting to your content. And you certainly don't want a roadblock to getting to your actual conversion page. Right. You and, and you just brought up something very important that I think many people forget is you're not designing your site for you. You're designing it for the end user. So using cute little terms for your, your pages, if they don't know <laughs> that that actually means product, then mm-hmm. you lost them, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, as, as Lisa said, design it for who's going to be using it. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a site and thought, well, I can't find what I want. So then I go to the next site. Exactly. Make you know, it and, as clear as possible. Right. You know, and, and, and test it out with people. You know, you might mm-hmm. think that it, it works really well. And that is kind of one of the really nice things about WordPress is you can change things really simple. You know, say I, I gave it a cutesy term for products and people don't know what that cutesy term is. It's very, very simple to go back and change it to just say products or exactly. what I sell or buy from me or, you know, whatever the <laughs> heck you want to call it. But yeah, it, it make it so that people can, can figure those things out. Right. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you don't want your menu to be too diverse because you don't want to give too many options. Mm-hmm. I've seen menus that are like three lines long. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then you come to you come to the site and you're like, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You forget why you came and you, you can do all types of things except buy your product. Mm-hmm. Well, and so and- if you want to focus, focus your menu and your page to convert a particular action. Right. You know, and, and you can always have drop downs and sub pages and things like that. But mm-hmm. but yeah, if, if you make it too complicated, as we've been saying, people will leave. Um, one of the things that I see missing the most on websites that is very frustrating is a way to reach somebody. You oh, know, yes. have your phone number in that header. You know, don't make people have to go to the bottom of the page. I always like those. Or click the contact <laughs> button or all those various things. You know, if they're at your website, they might want to pick up the phone and call you. So make it right. very easy for them to find that information. Oh, absolutely. And it's so simple to set up a Google Voice number, for example, that you will that will forward to your cell phone. Even right. if you don't sign up for any paid service, mm-hmm. Google Voice is free. Mm-hmm. You can set it to just do not disturb and just check the messages mm-hmm. on your own time. Mm-hmm. So th- that allows you to have a professional presence and have that phone number available and still, if you need to, maintain your privacy and your boundaries for your business versus right. personal life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I actually do that because my cell phone number is my business number, but it mm-hmm. is my Denver number. It's a 303 area code, mm-hmm. which confuses people here in Atlanta. Now, for the most part, people you know don't really care where they're calling because we get free long distance and all those various things, right. but they might not want to hire me to work with them if they think I'm in Denver. So exactly. I have a Google number that is an Atlanta number, and that's what I give out to people here. 
And and that's that's a very important point. People want to work with people these days that they feel are local to them. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have a number available. Now, if you've got several phone numbers, pick the one that works or choose a, choose a toll-free number that will cover all your bases. Right. You know, and, and one of the things that we've kind of danced around a little bit, and, and I'm looking at Lisa's website as, uh, as I'm, I'm saying this, is avoid boring websites, too. You know, and, <laughs> yes. and that tends to be where we put too much text in or, you know, we, we try to do every single thing on that home page. And that's where people get confused or, you know, there's so much there that, you know, they, they just go on because you gave them too much information. Right. Text is intimidating. So a large block of text reminds most of us of a textbook and it's Mm -hmm. not desirable. Mm-hmm. You want to break up, break up the space and use up, use the white space to give people's eyes a rest. Mm-hmm. So your front page, you want to be, you want it to be visually engaging. Right. Even if the, even if your, your entire business is your blog, mm-hmm. you want to be able to lay, lay that out so that people are saying, Oh, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. You certainly don't want to scare people away or give them too many choices and give them the, the paralysis of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get the analysis by paralysis. You know, if they have exactly. to stop and really think about it, they don't. Um, you know, so use great graphic images. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I see, another error that I see people do is they put too much color into it. And so, you know, they might have some great graphics, but your your eyes are overwhelmed and you don't know where to, to click, you know, or maybe too exactly. many images. Um, you know, there are so many great sources out there for stock photography that is inexpensive. There's really no excuse for people to, to have a straight text website anymore. Yes, and that's very true. And what I tell people is before, and this is where we get to planning, Plan first and bling later. Mm-hmm. Before you get to what to put on your front page, sketch it out. Look right. at look at your competition. Mm-hmm. Look at websites you like that aren't even in your in your industry, and mm-hmm. determine what you like about those sites. Right. And you know, then, I'm sorry. Then you can take your next steps. Exactly. And then you can plan it out, and then you have a guide to go through. And then when you choose your theme. You've got the layout that you're looking for, and you can choose a theme that does that. Right. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about, because we don't have a lot of time left, but I think it mm-hmm. is so very important, are mobile websites. You know, it's so many people, I don't even know the stats anymore, but it's it's a, a huge number. They're mm-hmm. looking at your website on their smartphone, and you can't just assume that they're going to figure out how to make the image bigger, smaller, scroll through it, all those various things. So how do you design a mobile website using WordPress? Well, for the most part these days, if you select a newer theme, Mm -hmm. you're going to be ending up with a responsive theme. And responsive means that the site will automatically resize to fit whatever screen it's on, whether it's a large screen or Mm -hmm. your smartphone. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything in between. So a responsive theme is probably my top choice option for Mm -hmm. everybody. Now, if you're not at the point where you can purchase a new theme or you love the theme that you have and it's not responsive, there are third-party applications and plugins that you Mm -hmm. can use to deliver 
your site and still maintain your branding. Mm -hmm. One of those is WP Touch, and that's a very popular option Mm -hmm. that offers your site in a mobile format. And there are several others as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use Duda Mobile, and mm-hmm. I paid a little bit more of a premium price. And again, it's still not, you know, it, it's certainly not cost prohibitive, but that mm-hmm. gives me the m.debcareer.com website. Um, mm-hmm. And and the nice thing is they give me stats too, you know, back to what we were talking about. You know, did somebody just open the site and not do anything? Mm-hmm. And one of the absolute keys that you have to have on a mobile website, anyhow, you know, what I think is key is you know, they're looking at it from their phone. So you need a call button. You know, they need to be able to just click that button and mm-hmm. their phone will dial. You know, don't have it there just as text that mm-hmm. then they're trying to write it on the palm of their hand or memorize it <laughs> or, you know, all those various things. Just right. have that button there. Yes, that is very, very, very useful. And if your if you're user is happens to be using Google Voice on their phone, like as many of us are, mm-hmm. you can use click to call and you can call directly from your site as well. Right. You know, and and it really does make it nice. And and again, it comes back to what we've been saying all along. Make it easy. Um, you know, obviously one of the make it easy things that, that I want everybody to have on their websites is you need to make it easy for people to find your social media sites. Mm-hmm. Don't bury those links. You know, I like it. I, I was actually on a social media speaker's website. Mm-hmm. And the only way I found the links to where they were on social media was on their contact page. So it took me three clicks to get to it. If you're really actively using social media as part of your, your marketing tools, have those right on the very front page, you know, and then mm-hmm. have those as an active link. Now, you know, always, and I, I tell people this is always one of the other little tricks of the trade is have it open in a new window. You know, I don't want to send yes. people off to Facebook and not have my original website still open because then they get caught up in Facebook and they forget that they were looking at my website. So, you know, those are very easy little fixes that, that you can do for people. Yes, absolutely. You want to make sure that your website stays open and your, wherever you're sending them off to opens in a new window. So you mm-hmm. keep that, you maintain that time on site for your site. Right. Because I, if I come to your site and I click on Facebook and I'm gone, that's a bounce. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Google, as we were saying earlier, Google goes, eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're going to start penalizing you for that. Exactly. So, you know, and, and have those and you can add them as widgets. You can add them as, you know, all sorts of things. If you're blogging, <coughs> excuse me, you really want people to share your content. I mean, yes. that's that's key to all of this is, you know, have those buttons there so that if they see a great blog post, they can tweet it, they can put it on LinkedIn, they can put it on Facebook, you know, they can bookmark it, all of those various things, but make it easy for them. Don't make them have to cut and paste the URL because they mm-hmm. won't do it. Exactly. Make your make your content easy to share, and there are lots and lots of plugins that will allow you to do that in a way that fits in with the design of your mm-hmm. site so it's right. not a jarring change. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, one of the other things that Lisa talked to me about when I was redoing my website, or maybe, and I I believe you mentioned this to me, was just kind of one of those asides that I wasn't doing. I was not backing up my website. Talk to us about that. Oh, back it up, back it up, back it up. (laughs) You want to make sure that you are backing up your website and saving that wonderful content at least once a week, Mm -hmm. especially if you're updating once a week or more mm-hmm. because well, 
you don't want to accidentally lose your entire site or the host goes down and you lose everything and starts from scratch all over again because all of your Google juice is gone at that point. You'll have to start all over again. And I think what I had mistakenly assumed was that my host backed things up. And I don't think any host really does, right? Whether it's GoDaddy or, you know, Web Hosting Hub, which is who I use, or all those various things, they rely on the users to do that. Yes, your data is your responsibility. So you have to make sure that you have a system in place, in place to remind you to back things up. Because on the other side, the host doesn't like for you to, many hosts don't like for you to set up an automatic host, an automatic backup because mm-hmm. it, it does take away from their resources. Mm-hmm. So what you can do, the security plugin that I recommend for just about everyone is Bit51's Better WP Security. Mm-hmm. There is a function in there that will down to back up your site for you and send it to your email and mm-hmm. just remind yourself to, to back it up. One, at least once a week. Pick a day. I like Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. But whatever the time is that you're going in on your weekly basis, as you should, to update things and add information to your site, let that be the day that you back up. Well, and, you know, I think that is probably the, the thing that if I can emphasize one point out of this whole hour, you absolutely have to back up your site because mm-hmm. It's, you know, as we said, it's not backed up by your host. And if you have spent hundreds of hours and, you know, money and, and everything on your website and, you know, GoDaddy goes down or, you know, another site hacks in and destroys websites, you want to have that information back. Exactly. And restoring, restoring your, your files could be as simple as just uploading them back to your database. Mm hmm. So you, know, and, you want to make sure that you, you're doing, it's a very simple thing to do, mm-hmm. and it's something that you can do with one click. Right. And and don't rely on your website developer or your webmaster or, you know, any of those other people to do it too. You know, you have to do it yourself, you know, Absolutely. or, you know, your, your internal IT person or any of those things. You need to make sure that there is a backup um, and that you can access it. You know, I backed up some things one time and uh, it, somehow it needed a file on my computer to restore it. Well, my computer had completely died. I mean, I had no hard drive anymore. So... Mm-hmm. I couldn't access the backup. Exactly. So you want to back it up in a number of places. You don't want to rely on a, a single location. I tell everyone my, my dissertation story. Mm-hmm. I went to I went to Kinko's with my dissertation my final dissertation on a cute little flash drive. Mm-hmm. I stuck it in the copier, and two seconds later, I was holding half of my flash drive. Oh. However, and that was the only place you had it. It was not the only place I had it, oh, thank good. God. <laughs> so I, I trooped over to one of the computers and downloaded another copy from one of my cloud hosting services, mm-hmm. Google Drive, mm-hmm. free again. Yes. And I, I was able to get my entire, my entire dissertation and be able to print it out and send it off as, as needed. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be holding the only copy of your site. Mm-hmm. Back it up in a hard in a hard place like a flash drive or your computer, and also back it up. Back send those files to some cloud cloud source that you'll always have access to. Right, you know, and and like we were saying, you know, Google Drive is free, Dropbox is free. You know, mm-hmm. have it out there. I uh, had a, a business associate one time who had everything for her business on a flash drive, 
And, you know, that way she could go from computer to computer, all those various things. And -hmm. then it went through the washing machine. And she oh, lost everything, you know, and, and so she was having to backtrack through and ask people, you know, hey, I sent you my logo to do such and such with. Do you right. still have it? You know, and, and so, yeah, it, especially when it's free and it is so easy to make these multiple copies of things, folks, have things backed up, have them in multiple locations so that you can get them, you know, if and when you need them. And the nice Absolutely. thing is it's kind of like, you know, here in Atlanta, if you carry an umbrella all the time, maybe it won't rain, but the second you don't have that umbrella, umbrella it pours you know just just have that there <laughs> so, yes especially now lisa one last time tell us how people can reach you you can reach me at my website at youcanflow.com you can tweet me at dr lisa wp and connect with me on facebook at facebook.com slash you cool any last minute tips for people aside from remembering to back up be intentional intentional about this design of your site mm-hmm. plan flirt plan first bling later <laughs> great you know and lisa's got great examples of websites that she's designed in her portfolio on her page which is aptly named portfolio you know that way we know <laughs> what's there um mm-hmm. so be sure to check those out obviously check out all of the free resources that she has um and uh you know again don't have just social media make sure that you have a website it can be fairly basic it can be fairly complicated but if you use something like wordpress it really is something that that you should be able to manage yourself and then when you need help there are people out there who can help you so tune in next week i'm so excited my guest is denise wakefield um she is very well known in the blogosphere for for everything that she does with blogging and social media so we'll be talking again about how to blog what people should do all you know all those various things on social media and until then everyone have a fabulous day have a fabulous week and we will catch you next week Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.